section four of child harold's pilgrimage by george gordon lord byron this librivox recording is in the public domain canto the fourth part one one i stood in venice on the bridge of sighs a palace and a prison on each hand i saw from out the wave her structures rise as from the stroke of the enchanter's wand a thousand years their cloudy wings expand around me and a dying glory smiles o'er the far times when many a subject land looked to the winged lion's marble piles where venice sat in state throned on her hundred isles two she looks a sea sibylle fresh from ocean rising with her tiara of proud towers at airy distance with majestic motion a ruler of the waters and their powers and such she was her daughters had their dowers from spoils of nations and the exhaustless east poured in her lap all gems in sparkling showers in purple was she robed and of her feast monarchs partook and deemed their dignity increased three in venice tasso's echoes are no more and silent rose the songless gondolier her palaces are crumbling to the shore and music meets not always now the ear those days are gone but beauty still is here states fall arts fade but nature doth not die nor yet forget how venice once was dear the pleasant place of all festivity the revel of the earth the mask of italy four but unto us she hath a spell beyond her name in story and her long array of mighty shadows whose dim forms despond above the dogeless city's vanished sway ours is a trophy which will not decay with the rialto shylock and the moor and pierre cannot be swept or worn away the keystones of the arch though all were o'er for us repeopled were the solitary shore five the beings of the mind are not of clay essentially immortal they create and multiply in us a brighter ray and more beloved existence that which fate prohibits to dull life in this our state of mortal bondage by these spirits supplied first exiles then replaces what we hate watering the heart whose early flowers have died and with a fresher growth replenishing the void six such is the refuge of our youth and age the first from hope the last from vacancy and this worn feeling peoples many a page and may be that which grows beneath mine eye yet there are things whose strong reality outshines our fairy land in shape and hues more beautiful than our fantastic sky and the strange constellations which the muse or her wild universe is skilful to diffuse seven i saw or dreamed of such but let them go they came like truth and disappeared like dreams and whatsoe'er they were are now but so i could replace them if i would still teems my mind with many a form which aptly seems such as i sought for and at moments found let these too go for waking reason deems such overweening fantasies unsound and other voices speak and other sights surround eight i've taught me other tongues and in strange eyes have made me not a stranger to the mind which is itself no changes bring surprise nor is it harsh to make nor hard to find a country with ay or without mankind yet was i born where men are proud to be not without cause 
and should i leave behind the inviolate island of the sage and free and seek me out a home by a remoter sea nine perhaps i loved it well and should i lay my ashes in a soil which is not mine my spirit shall resume it if we may unbodied choose a sanctuary i twine my hopes of being remembered in my line with my land's language if too fond and far these aspirations in their scope incline if my fame should be as my fortunes are of hasty growth and blight and dull oblivion bar ten my name from out the temple where the dead are honoured by the nations let it be and light the laurels on a loftier head and be the spartan's epitaph on me sparta hath many a worthier son than he meantime i seek no sympathies nor need the thorns which i have reaped are of the tree i planted they have torn me and i bleed i should have known what fruit would spring from such a seed eleven the spouseless adriatic mourns her lord and annual marriage now no more renewed the bucentaur lies rotting unrestored neglected garment of her widowhood st mark yet sees his lion where he stood stand but in mockery of his withered power over the proud place where an emperor sued and monarchs gazed and envied in the hour when venice was a queen with an unequalled dower twelve the suabian sued and now the austrian reigns an emperor tramples where an emperor knelt kingdoms are shrunk to provinces and chains clank over sceptred cities nations melt from power's high pinnacle when they have felt the sunshine for a while and downward go like lauwine loosened from the mountain's belt oh for one hour of blind old dandolo the octogenarian chief byzantium's conquering foe thirteen before st mark still glow his steeds of brass their gilded collars glittering in the sun but is not doria's menace come to pass are they not bridled venice lost and won her thirteen hundred years of freedom done sinks like a seaweed into whence she rose better be whelmed beneath the waves and shun even in destruction's depth her foreign foes from whom submission wrings an infamous repose fourteen in youth she was all glory a new tire her very byword sprung from victory the planter of the lion which through fire and blood she bore o'er subject earth and sea though making many slaves herself still free and europe's bulwark against the ottomite witness troy's rival candia vouch it ye immortal waves that saw lepanto's fight for ye are names no time nor tyranny can blight Fifteen statues of glass all shivered the long file of her dead doges are declined to dust but where they dwelt the vast and sumptuous pile bespeaks the pageant of their splendid trust their sceptre broken and their sword in rust have yielded to the stranger empty halls thin streets and foreign aspects such as must too oft remind her who and what enthralls have flung a desolate cloud o'er venice's lovely walls Sixteen when athens's armies fell at syracuse and fettered thousands bore the yoke of war redemption rose up in the attic muse her voice there only ransom from afar see as they chant the tragic hymn the car of the o'ermastered victor stops the reins fall from his hands his idle scimitar starts from its belt he rends his captive's chains and bids him thank the bard for freedom and his strains seventeen 
thus venice if no stronger claim were thine were all thy proud historic deeds forgot thy choral memory of the bard divine thy love of tasso should have cut the knot which ties thee to thy tyrants and thy lot is shameful to the nations most of all albion to thee the ocean queen should not abandon ocean's children in the fall of venice think of thine despite thy watery wall eighteen i loved her from my boyhood she to me was as a fairy city of the heart rising like water columns from the sea of joy the sojourn and of wealth the mart and otway radcliffe schiller shakespeare's art had stamped her image in me and e'en so although i found her thus we did not part perchance e'en dearer in her day of woe than when she was a boast a marvel and a show nineteen i can repeople with the past and of the present there is still for eye and thought and meditation chastened down enough and more it may be than i hoped or sought and of the happiest moments which were wrought within the web of my existence some from thee fair venice have their colours caught there are some feelings time cannot benumb nor torture shake or mine would now be cold and dumb twenty but from their nature will the tannin grow loftiest on loftiest and least sheltered rocks rooted in barrenness where naught below of soil supports them gainst the alpine shocks of eddying storms yet springs the trunk and mocks the howling tempest till its height and frame are worthy of the mountains from whose blocks of bleak grey granite into life it came and grew a giant tree the mind may grow the same twenty one existence may be born and the deep root of life and sufferance make its firm abode in bare and desolate bosoms mute the camel labours with the heaviest load and the wolf dies in silence not bestowed in vain should such examples be if they things of ignoble or of savage mood endure and shrink not we of nobler clay may temper it to bear it is but for a day twenty two all suffering doth destroy or is destroyed even by the sufferer and in each event ends some with hope replenished and rebuoyed return to whence they came with like intent and weave their web again some bowed and bent wax grey and ghastly withering ere their time and perish with the reed on which they lent some seek devotion toil war good or crime according as their souls were formed to sink or climb twenty three but ever and anon of griefs subdued there comes a token like a scorpion's sting scarce seen but with fresh bitterness imbued and slight withal may be the things which bring back on the heart the weight which it would fling aside for ever it may be a sound a tone of music summer's eve or spring a flower the wind the ocean which shall wound striking the electric chain wherewith we are darkly bound Twenty four, and how and why we know not nor can trace home to its cloud this lightning of the mind but feel the shock renewed nor can efface the blight and blackening which it leaves behind which out of things familiar undesigned when least we deem of such calls up to view the spectres whom no exorcism can bind the cold the changed perchance the dead anew the mourned the loved the lost too many yet how few twenty five but my soul wanders i demand it back to meditate amongst decay and stand a ruin amidst ruins 
there to track fallen states and buried greatness o'er a land which was the mightiest in its old command and is the loveliest and must ever be the master mould of nature's heavenly hand wherein were cast the heroic and the free the beautiful the brave the lords of earth and sea twenty six the commonwealth of kings the men of rome and even since and now fair italy thou art the garden of the world the home of all art yields and nature can decree even in thy desert what is like to thee thy very weeds are beautiful thy waste more rich than other climes fertility thy wreck a glory and thy ruin graced with an immaculate charm which cannot be defaced twenty seven the moon is up and yet it is not night sunset divides the sky with her a sea of glory streams along the alpine height of blue friuli's mountains heaven is free from clouds but of all colours seems to be melted to one vast iris of the west where the day joins the past eternity while on the other hand meek dian's crest floats through the azure air an island of the blest twenty eight a single star is at her side and reigns with her o'er half the lovely heaven but still yon sunny sea heaves brightly and remains rolled o'er the peak of the far ratian hill as day and night contending were until nature reclaimed her order gently flows the deep-dyed brenta where their hues instil the odorous purple of a new-born rose which streams upon her stream and glassed within it glows twenty nine filled with the face of heaven which from afar comes down upon the waters all its hues from the rich sunset to the rising star their magical variety diffuse and now they change a paler shadow strews its mantle o'er the mountains parting day dies like the dolphin whom each pang imbues with a new colour as it gasps away the last still loveliest till tis gone and all is grey thirty there is a tomb in arqua reared in air pillared in their sarcophagus repose the bones of laura's lover here repair many familiar with his well-sung woes the pilgrims of his genius he arose to raise a language and his land reclaim from the dull yoke of her barbaric foes watering the tree which bears his lady's name with his melodious tears he gave himself to fame thirty one they keep his dust in arqua where he died the mountain village where his latter days went down the vale of years and tis their pride an honest pride and let it be their praise to offer to the passing stranger's gaze his mansion and his sepulchre both plain and venerably simple such as raise a feeling more accordant with his strain than if a pyramid formed his monumental fane thirty two and the soft quiet hamlet where he dwelt is one of that complexion which seems made for those who their mortality have felt and sought a refuge from their hopes decayed in the deep umbrage of a green hill's shade which shows a distant prospect far away of busy cities now in vain displayed for they can lure no further and the ray of a bright sun can make sufficient holiday thirty three developing the mountains leaves and flowers and shining in the brawling brook whereby clear as its current glide the sauntering hours with a calm languor which though to the eye id less it seem hath its morality if from society we learn to live tis solitude should teach us how to die 
it hath no flatterers vanity can give no hollow aid alone man with his god must strive thirty four or it may be with demons who impair the strength of better thoughts and seek their prey in melancholy bosoms such as were of moody texture from their earliest day and loved to dwell in darkness and dismay deeming themselves predestined to a doom which is not of the pangs that pass away making the sun like blood the earth a tomb the tomb a hell and hell itself a murkier gloom thirty five ferrara in thy wide and grass-grown streets whose symmetry was not for solitude there seems as twere a curse upon the seats of former sovereigns and the antique brood of este which for many an age made good its strength within thy walls and was of your patron or tyrant as the changing mood of petty power impelled of those who wore the wreath which dante's brow alone had worn before thirty six and tasso is their glory and their shame hark to his strain and then survey his cell and see how dearly earned torquato's fame and where alfonso bade his poet dwell the miserable despot could not quell the insulted mind he sought to quench and blend with the surrounding maniacs in the hell where he had plunged it glory without end scattered the clouds away and on that name attend thirty seven the tears and praises of all time while thine would rot in its oblivion in the sink of worthless dust which from thy boasted line is shaken into nothing but the link thou formest in his fortunes bids us think of thy poor malice naming thee with scorn alfonso how thy ducal pageants shrink from thee if in another station born scarce fit to be the slave of him thou madest to mourn thirty eight thou formed to eat and be despised and die even as the beasts that perish save that thou hadst a more splendid trough and wider sty he with a glory round his furrowed brow which emanated then and dazzles now in face of all his foes the cruscan choir and boileau whose rash envy could allow no strain which shamed his country's creaking lyre that whetstone of the teeth monotony in wire thirty nine peace to torquato's injured shade twas his in life and death to be the mark where wrong aimed with their poisoned arrows but to miss o victor unsurpassed in modern song each year brings forth its millions but how long the tide of generations shall roll on and not the whole combined and countless throng compose a mind like thine though all in one condensed their scattered rays they would not form a sun Forty. great as thou art yet paralleled by those thy countrymen before thee born to shine the bards of hell and chivalry first rose the tuscan father's comedy divine then not unequal to the florentine the southern scot the minstrel who called forth a new creation with his magic line and like the ariosto of the north sang lady love and war romance and knightly worth forty one the lightning rent from ariosto's bust the iron crown of laurel's mimicked leaves nor was the ominous element unjust for the true laurel wreath which glory weaves is of the tree no bolt of thunder cleaves yet the false semblance but disgraced his brow yet still if fondly superstition grieves know that the lightning sanctifies below whate'er it strikes yon head is doubly sacred now 
42 italia o italia thou who hast the fatal gift of beauty which became a funeral dower of present woes and past on thy sweet brow is sorrow ploughed by shame and annals graved in characters of flame o god that thou wert in thy nakedness less lovely or more powerful and couldst claim thy right and awe the robbers back who press to shed thy blood and drink the tears of thy distress forty three then mightst thou more appall or less desired be homely and be peaceful undeplored for thy destructive charms then still untired would not be seen the armoured torrents poured down the deep alps nor would the hostile horde of many nations spoilers from the po quaff blood and water nor the stranger's sword be thy sad weapon of defence and so victor or vanquished thou the slave of friend or foe forty four wandering in youth i traced the path of him the roman friend of rome's least mortal mind the friend of tully as my bark did skim the bright blue waters with a fanning wind came megara before me and behind aegina lay piraeus on the right corinth on the left i lay reclined along the prow and saw all these unite in ruin even as he had seen the desolate sight forty five for time hath not rebuilt them but upreared barbaric dwellings on their shattered site which only make more mourned and more endeared the few last rays of their far-scattered light and the crushed relics of their vanished might the roman saw these tombs in his own age these sepulchres of cities which excite sad wonder and his yet surviving page the moral lesson bears drawn from such pilgrimage forty six that page is now before me and on mine his country's ruin added to the mass of perished states he mourned in their decline and i in desolation all that was of then destruction is and now alas rome rome imperial bows her to the storm in the same dust and blackness and we pass the skeleton of her titanic form wrecks of another world whose ashes still are warm forty seven yet italy through every other land thy wrongs should ring and shall from side to side mother of arts as once of arms thy hand was then our guardian and is still our guide parent of our religion whom the wide nations have knelt to for the keys of heaven europe repentant of her parricide shall yet redeem thee and all backward driven roll the barbarian tide and sue to be forgiven forty eight but arno wins us to the fair white walls where the etrurian athens claims and keeps a softer feeling for her fairy halls girt by her theatre of hills she reaps her corn and wine and oil and plenty leaps to laughing life with her redundant horn along the banks where smiling arno sweeps was modern luxury of commerce born and buried learning rose redeemed to a new morn Forty nine there too the goddess loves in stone and fills the air around with beauty we inhale the ambrosial aspect which beheld instills part of its immortality the veil of heaven is half undrawn within the pale we stand and in that form and face behold what mind can make when nature's self would fail and to the fond idolaters of old envy the innate flash which such a soul could mould fifty 
we gaze and turn away and know not where dazzled and drunk with beauty till the heart reels with its fullness there forever there chained to the chariot of triumphal art we stand as captives and would not depart away there need no words nor terms precise the paltry jargon of the marble mart where pedantry gulls folly we have eyes blood pulse and breast confirm the dardan shepherd's prize fifty one appearedst thou not to paris in this guise or to more deeply blessed anchises or in all thy perfect goddessship when lies before thee thy own vanquished lord of war and gazing in thy face as toward a star laid on thy lap his eyes to thee upturn feeding on thy sweet cheek while thy lips are with lava kisses melting while they burn showered on his eyelids brow and mouth as from an urn fifty two glowing and circumfused in speechless love their full divinity inadequate that feeling to express or to improve the gods become as mortals and man's fate has moments like their brightest but the weight of earth recoils upon us let it go we can recall such visions and create from what has been or might be things which grow into thy statue's form and look like gods below fifty three i leave to learned fingers and wise hands the artist and his ape to teach and tell how well his connoisseurship understands the graceful bend and the voluptuous swell let these describe the undescribable i would not their vile breath should crisp the stream wherein that image shall forever dwell the unruffled mirror of the loveliest dream that ever left the sky on the deep soul to beam fifty four in santa croce's holy precincts lie ashes which make it holier dust which is e'en in itself an immortality though there were nothing save the past and this the particle of those sublimities which have relapsed to chaos here repose angelo's alfieri's bones and his the starry galileo with his woes here machiavelli's earth returned to whence it rose fifty five these are four minds which like the elements might furnish forth creation italy time which hath wronged thee with ten thousand rents of thine imperial garment shall deny and hath denied to every other sky spirits which soar from ruin thy decay is still impregnate with divinity which gilds it with revivifying ray such as the great of yore canova is to-day fifty six but where repose the all etruscan three dante and petrarch and scarce less than they the bard of prose creative spirit he of the hundred tales of love where did they lay their bones distinguished from our common clay in death as life are they resolved to dust and have their country's marbles naught to say could not her quarries furnish forth one bust did they not to her breast their filial earth entrust ungrateful florence dante sleeps afar like scipio buried by the upbraiding shore thy factions in their worse than civil war proscribed the bard whose name forevermore their children's children would in vain adore with the remorse of ages and the crown which petrarch's laureate brow supremely wore upon a far and foreign soil had grown his life his fame his grave though rifled not thine own fifty eight boccaccio to his parent earth bequeathed his dust and lies it not her great among with many a sweet and solemn requiem breathed o'er him who formed the tuscan siren tongue 
that music in itself whose sounds are song the poetry of speech no even his tomb uptorn must bear the hyena bigot's wrong no more amidst the meaner dead find room nor claim a passing sigh because it told for whom fifty nine and santa croce wants their mighty dust yet for this want more noted as of yore the caesar's pageant shorn of brutus's bust did but of rome's best son remind her more happier ravenna on thy hoary shore fortress of falling empire honoured sleeps the immortal exile arqua too her store of tuneful relics proudly claims and keeps while florence vainly begs her banished dead and weeps sixty what is her pyramid of precious stones of porphyry jasper agate and all hues of gem and marble to encrust the bones of merchant dukes the momentary dews which sparkling to the twilight stars infuse freshness in the green turf that wraps the dead whose names are mausoleums of the muse are gently pressed with far more reverent tread than ever paced the slab which paves the princely head sixty one there be more things to greet the heart and eyes in arno's dome of art's most princely shrine where sculpture with her rainbow sister vies there be more marvels yet but not for mine for i have been accustomed to entwine my thoughts with nature rather in the fields than art in galleries though a work divine calls for my spirit's homage yet it yields less than it feels because the weapon which it wields sixty two is of another temper and i roam by thrasymenes lake in the defiles fatal to roman rashness more at home for there the carthaginian's warlike wiles come back before me as his skill beguiles the host between the mountains and the shore where courage falls in her despairing files and torrents swollen to rivers with their gore reek through the sultry plain with legions scattered o'er sixty three like to a forest felled by mountain winds and such the storm of battle on this day and such the frenzy whose convulsion blinds to all save carnage that beneath the fray an earthquake reeled unheededly away none felt stern nature rocking at his feet and yawning forth a grave for those who lay upon their bucklers for a winding sheet such is the absorbing hate when warring nations meet sixty four the earth to them was as a rolling bark which bore them to eternity they saw the ocean round but had no time to mark the motions of their vessel nature's law in them suspended recked not of the awe which reigns when mountains tremble and the birds plunge in the clouds for refuge and withdraw from their down toppling nests and bellowing herds stumble o'er heaving plains and man's dread hath no words sixty five far other scene is thrasymene now her lake a sheet of silver and her plain rent by no ravage save the gentle plough her aged trees rise thick as once the slain lay where their roots are but a brook hath ta'en a little rill of scanty stream and bed a name of blood from that day's sanguine rain and sanguinetto tells ye where the dead made the earth wet and turned the unwilling waters red sixty six but thou clitumnus in thy sweetest wave of the most living crystal that was e'er the haunt of river nymph to gaze and lave her limbs where nothing hid them thou dost rear thy grassy banks whereon the milk-white steer grazes the purest god of gentle waters and most serene of aspect and most clear 
surely that stream was unprofaned by slaughters a mirror and a bath for beauty's youngest daughters sixty seven and on thy happy shore a temple still of small and delicate proportion keeps upon a mild declivity of hill its memory of thee beneath it sweeps thy current's calmness oft from out it leaps the finny darter with the glittering scales who dwells and revels in thy glassy deeps while chance some scattered water-lily sails down where the shallower wave still tells its bubbling tales sixty eight pass not unblessed the genius of the place if through the air a zephyr more serene win to the brow tis his and if ye trace along his margin a more eloquent green if on the heart the freshness of the scene sprinkle its coolness and from the dry dust of weary life a moment lave it clean with nature's baptism tis to him ye must pay orisons for this suspension of disgust sixty nine the roar of waters from the headlong height velino cleaves the wave-worn precipice the fall of waters rapid as the light the flashing mass foams shaking the abyss the hell of waters where they howl and hiss and boil in endless torture while the sweat of their great agony wrung out from this their phlegathon curls round the rocks of jet that gird the gulf around in pitiless horror set seventy and mounts in spray the skies and thence again returns in an unceasing shower which round with its unemptied cloud of gentle rain is an eternal april to the ground making it all one emerald how profound the gulf and how the giant element from rock to rock leaps with delirious bound crushing the cliffs which downward worn and rent with his fierce footsteps yield in chasms a fearful vent seventy one to the broad column which rolls on and shows more like the fountain of an infant sea torn from the womb of mountains by the throes of a new world than only thus to be parent of rivers which flow gushingly with many windings through the vale look back lo where it comes like an eternity as if to sweep down all things in its track charming the eye with dread a matchless cataract seventy two horribly beautiful but on the verge from side to side beneath the glittering morn an iris sits amidst the infernal surge like hope upon a deathbed and unworn its steady dies while all around is torn by the distracted waters bears serene its brilliant hues with all their beams unshorn resembling mid the torture of the scene love watching madness with unalterable mien seventy three once more upon the woody apennine the infant alps which had i not before gazed on their mightier parents where the pine sits on more shaggy summits and where roar the thundering lawine might be worshipped more but i have seen the soaring jungfrau rear her never-trodden snow and seen the hoar glaciers of bleak mont blanc both far and near and in kimari heard the thunder hills of fear seventy four the acroceronian mountains of old name and on parnassus seen the eagles fly like spirits of the spot as twere for fame for still they soared unutterably high i've looked on ida with a trojan's eye athos olympus etna atlas made these hills seem things of lesser dignity all save the lone soracte's height displayed not now in snow which asks the lyric roman's aid seventy five 
for our remembrance and from out the plain heaves like a long-swept wave about to break and on the curl hangs pausing not in vain may he who will his recollections rake and quote in classic raptures and awake the hills with latian echoes i abhorred too much to conquer for the poet's sake the drilled dull lesson forced down word by word in my repugnant youth with pleasure to record seventy six aught that recalls the daily drug which turned my sickening memory and though time hath taught my mind to meditate what then it learned yet such the fixed inveteracy wrought by the impatience of my early thought that with the freshness wearing out before my mind could relish what it might have sought if free to choose i cannot now restore its health but what it then detested still abhor seventy seven then farewell horace whom i hated so not for thy faults but mine it is a curse to understand not feel thy lyric flow to comprehend but never love thy verse although no deeper moralist rehearse our little life nor bard prescribe his art nor livelier satirist the conscience pierce awakening without wounding the touched heart yet fare thee well upon saracte's ridge we part seventy eight o rome my country city of the soul the orphans of the heart must turn to thee lone mother of dead empires and control in their shut breasts their petty misery what are our woes and sufferance come and see the cypress hear the owl and plod your way o'er steps of broken thrones and temples ye whose agonies are evils of a day a world is at our feet as fragile as our clay seventy nine the niobe of nations there she stands childless and crownless in her voiceless woe an empty urn within her withered hands whose holy dust was scattered long ago the scipio's tomb contains no ashes now the very sepulchres lie tenantless of their heroic dwellers dost thou flow old tiber through a marble wilderness rise with thy yellow waves and mantle her distress eighty the goth the christian time war flood and fire have dwelt upon the seven-hilled city's pride she saw her glories star by star expire and up the steep barbarian monarchs ride where the car climbed the capitol far and wide temple and tower went down nor left a sight chaos of ruins who shall trace the void or the dim fragments cast a lunar light and say here was or is where all is doubly night eighty one the double night of ages and of her night's daughter ignorance hath wrapped and wrap all around us we but feel our way to her the ocean hath its chart the stars their map and knowledge spreads them on her ample lap but rome is as the desert where we steer stumbling o'er recollections now we clap our hands and cry eureka it is clear when but some false mirage of ruin rises near eighty two alas the lofty city and alas the trebly hundred triumphs and the day when brutus made the dagger's edge surpass the conqueror's sword in bearing fame away alas for tully's voice and virgil's lay and livy's pictured page but these shall be her resurrection all beside decay alas for earth for never shall we see that brightness in her eye she bore when rome was free eighty three 
o thou whose chariot rolled on fortune's wheel triumphant scylla thou who didst subdue thy country's foes ere thou wouldst pause to feel the wrath of thy own wrongs or reap the dew of hoarded vengeance till thine eagles flew o'er prostrate asia thou who with thy frown annihilated senates roman too with all thy vices for thou didst lay down with an atoning smile a more than earthly crown eighty four the dictatorial wreath couldst thou divine to what would one day dwindle that which made thee more than mortal and that so supine by aught than romans rome should thus be laid she who was named eternal and arrayed her warriors but to conquer she who veiled earth with her haughty shadow and displayed until the o'er-canopied horizon failed her rushing wings oh she who was almighty hailed eighty five scylla was first of victors but our own the sagest of usurpers cromwell he too swept off senates while he hewed the throne down to a block immortal rebel see what crimes it costs to be a moment free and famous through all ages but beneath his fate the moral lurks of destiny his day of double victory and death beheld him win two realms and happier yield his breath eighty six the third of the same moon whose former course had all but crowned him on the self-same day deposed him gently from his throne of force and laid him with the earth's preceding clay and showed not fortune thus how fame and sway and all we deem delightful and consume our souls to compass through each arduous way are in her eyes less happy than the tomb were they but so in man's how different were his doom eighty seven and thou dread statue yet existent in the austerest form of naked majesty thou who beheldest mid the assassin's din at thy bathed base the bloody caesar lie folding his robe in dying dignity an offering to thine altar from the queen of gods and men great nemesis did he die and thou too perish pompey have ye been victors of countless kings or puppets of a scene eighty eight and thou the thunder-stricken nurse of rome she-wolf whose brazen-imaged dugs impart the milk of conquest yet within the dome where as a monument of antique art thou standest mother of the mighty heart which the great founder sucked from thy wild teat scorched by the roman jove's ethereal dart and thy limbs blacked with lightning dost thou yet guard thine immortal cubs nor thy fond charge forget eighty nine thou dost but all thy foster babes are dead the men of iron and the world hath reared cities from out their sepulchres men bled in imitation of the things they feared and fought and conquered and the same course steered at apish distance but as yet none have nor could the same supremacy have neared save one vain man who is not in the grave but vanquished by himself to his own slaves a slave ninety the fool of false dominion and a kind of bastard caesar following him of old with steps unequal for the roman's mind was modelled in a less terrestrial mould with passions fiercer yet a judgment cold and an immortal instinct which redeemed the frailties of a heart so soft yet bold 
alcides with the distaff now he seemed at cleopatra's feet and now himself he beamed ninety one and came and saw and conquered but the man who would have tamed his eagles down to flee like a trained falcon in the gallic van which he in sooth long led to victory with a deaf heart which never seemed to be a listener to itself was strangely framed with but one weakest weakness vanity coquettish in ambition still he aimed at what can he avouch or answer what he claimed ninety two and would be all or nothing nor could wait for the sure grave to level him few years had fixed him with the caesars in his fate on whom we tread for this the conqueror rears the arch of triumph and for this the tears and blood of earth flow on as they have flowed an universal deluge which appears without an ark for wretched man's abode and ebbs but to reflow renew thy rainbow god ninety three what from this barren being do we reap our senses narrow and our reason frail life short and truth a gem which loves the deep and all things weighed in custom's falsest scale opinion an omnipotence whose veil mantles the earth with darkness until right and wrong are accidents and men grow pale lest their own judgments should become too bright and their free thoughts be crimes and earth have too much light ninety four and thus they plod in sluggish misery rotting from sire to son and age to age proud of their trampled nature and so die bequeathing their hereditary rage to the new race of inborn slaves who wage war for their chains and rather than be free bleed gladiator-like and still engage within the same arena where they see their fellows fall before like leaves of the same tree ninety five i speak not of men's creeds they rest between man and his maker but of things allowed averred and known and daily hourly seen the yoke that is upon us doubly bowed and the intent of tyranny avowed the edict of earth's rulers who are grown the apes of him who humbled once the proud and shook them from their slumbers on the throne too glorious were this all his mighty arm had done ninety six can tyrants but by tyrants conquered be and freedom find no champion and no child such as columbia saw arise when she sprung forth a palace armed and undefiled or must such minds be nourished in the wild deep in the unpruned forest midst the roar of cataracts where nursing nature smiled on infant washington has earth no more such seeds within her breast or europe no such shore ninety seven but france got drunk with blood to vomit crime and fatal have her saturnalia been to freedom's cause in every age and clime because the deadly days which we have seen and vile ambition that built up between man and his hopes an adamantine wall and the base pageant last upon the scene are grown the pretext for the eternal thrall which nips life's tree and dooms man's worst his second fall ninety eight yet freedom yet thy banner torn but flying streams like the thunderstorm against the wind thy trumpet voice though broken now and dying the loudest still the tempest leaves behind thy tree hath lost its blossoms and the rind chopped by the axe looks rough and little worth but the sap lasts 
and still the seed we find sown deep even in the bosom of the north so shall a better spring less bitter fruit bring forth end of canto the fourth part one